On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your co-host, Derek Larger. Joining me today, your other co-host, Cody Felger, as well. Cody, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing well and super excited to continue looking at Colts defensive end position today and uh, just continue talking about different positions on this team. Absolutely. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning into this one. Uh, there are a couple things we need to make sure that we remind you guys before we start in on our defensive ends today. First things first, Cody, before we even talk about the raffle, we need to make sure that we remind you guys about fan to fan network. We teased that earlier last week that the Bring the Juice crew is going to now be part of the Fan to Fan Network site. Make sure you guys are following that. Make sure you guys go down and make sure to follow the Twitch. Uh, I'll have Cody uh, put a link in the description for the Fan to Fan Network Twitch channel. Uh, and make sure that on the 4th of July, that's when the site is going to go up. Make sure you guys are prepared for that. Uh, we're going to be pushing this thing out. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be a great opportunity for us and for a lot of other brand ambassadors for this site. So we're very excited for it. We can't wait to show that with you guys. And now, the moment you guys have been waiting for, Cody had this long week of a giveaway that we had for a Colts 3D light-up lamp. Uh, and I have one personally. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's nice to have a little nightlight uh, and a nightstand. It's pretty cool to have. Uh, I got it as a gift for my birthday a couple years back. But we went ahead and we did, we went across all platforms, chose a name from each platform that we have an account on. One from Twitter, one from Instagram, one from YouTube, and then one from Facebook. We have the four names here. I got them in the hat. I'm going to pick a random one. I don't know which one this is, but we're going to see who has it here. Drum roll, please. And the winner of the Colts 3D Night Lamp is Reyes at Daniel2Eyes from Twitter. So congratulations, Man. Reyes. That is who wins the Colts 3D Nightlight Lamp. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for everyone that participated in this giveaway. We really hope you enjoyed it. But again, don't get discouraged either. We're going to have some more giveaways. We have a few more planned out that we're probably going to help with and get out here soon. And another one that I think everyone is really going to want to get involved in this next one. If you're a Colts fan, you're going to be very excited about the next one we have going here at another point soon. But again, Reyes at Daniel2Eyes on Twitter. Congratulations. You are going to be the winner for this giveaway. And thank you guys again so much. So today we are going to go over the defensive ends for the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to be breaking that down. We wanted to do the defensive line all together, but the issue is, is you have so many more prospects 
that we just kind of decided to break the defensive tackles and the defensive ends up into different groups because, you know, each group has like five or six of them that we need to look at. I know we did the offensive line altogether, but then again, there's not many other options that they have right now. So uh, we're going to go ahead and make sure Cody's getting that there. But anyway, so let's get the defensive ends going here. Uh, Cody, why don't you go ahead and give us the first name for the defensive ends? Yeah. And Derek, I thought that we could start by looking at the guy who's been there. I don't want to say been there the longest, but the guy that has been in the league the longest. And we'll look at Justin Houston. Um, Last year, he had a pretty good year for the Colts. He recorded 11 sacks. I was just kind of all over the field, especially even past the age of 30. Just a guy that, you know, just looking at him, he's just a veteran leader. Um, he really brought some juice to that defensive end position. Uh, you know, a really a position that has lacked a guy like Justin Houston off the edge. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that has just been a fantastic leader for the Colts here, now entering year two with Indianapolis. I feel like he's just a really, a really solid player even now, um, even, you know, past his prime. So Justin Houston certainly is a guy that I think a lot of Colts fans have grown to love over this past year. Super excited to see how much more he has left in the tank because mm-hmm. – but we've even seen like some of those even guys older than Justin Houston at the pass rush department um, still be pretty productive. And so certainly will be interesting to see how Justin Houston contributes, especially with, you know, some more additions that the Colts have made this off season. So I'm super excited for Justin Houston. What are your thoughts on Houston, Derek? Yeah. From last season, Houston kind of gave me some of those, Robert Mathis vibes when Robert Mathis was getting a little older, you know, even Robert Mathis at the age of, 32, 33 years old, was still out there getting good sack numbers. I mean, Justin Houston certainly had one of those years. He had, you know, 11 and a half sacks last year. Uh, And, you know, Justin Houston really didn't play that much at the beginning of the year. You know, he had his moments, but it was only when he became like the unofficial starter once Kamoko Ture went down and everything. Uh, Then Justin Houston really picked it up and he had, what was it, seven, eight, straight games of a sack. So, you know, yeah. it, it, Justin Houston obviously gets consistent pressure on the quarterback. We know it, he's probably not going to be as prolific as he once was, but it, it's great to know that, you know, if we get some of these guys back, take some of those snaps away from Houston so we can keep him fresh towards the end of the year. Cause obviously gas starts to run out towards the end of the year when you're having to full of uh, full time do that job. So But again, Justin Houston, like you said, a veteran, a guy that, you know, is going to make another 12 million this year. Uh, If we can get, if we can get nine, 10 sacks out of him again, this next year, it's totally worth that. that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that too. Uh, Even if it's eight sacks, I don't care. Eight sacks for $12 million is actually not that bad. So um, yeah, Justin Houston, glad to have him. Uh, Can't wait for another successful year with him. Mm Mm-hmm kind of like Justin Houston's the veteran and then there's all these younger guys at that defensive end position and so moving on now to uh the next guy Kamoko Ture uh, out of Rutgers this will be entering year three for Ture uh I think he showed some more flashes and more improvement this last year especially at the beginning of the season as compared to his rookie season but he's still you know got a long way to go obviously that injury didn't help that made him sit out the rest of the year after that Kansas City game and so 
I don't know. Uh, for a guy like like Komoko, he certainly has a lot of bend. I know he's been working with Robert Mathis, speaking of you know guys with tremendous bend. But he's a guy that I think honestly has the – he's the best pure pass rusher that the Colts have right now. And he's a guy that has not played a full 16-game season yet. Um, but hopefully he can get back from that really unfortunate injury and can come back and be, you know, even stronger than ever, ever, because he certainly showed a lot of things in year two before going down. I mean, he was a force off the edge, if you remember, um, especially in that key victory where unfortunately he went down that game in the Kansas city game, he was making plays in that game. And so I feel like if you get a healthy Kamoko Ture back, um, especially, you know, talking about a guy like Justin Houston, who's up there in age, right? So you don't want him ideally to play every single snap at defensive end. You probably want, you know, to save him or for, you know, third downs or wherever. Maybe he, maybe you just think, feel like at this point in his career, he's better at, you know, stopping the run. Wherever you feel like Justin Houston's strengths are, you throw in a guy like Kamoko Turi, a young pass rusher who has a lot more juice and we feel like can, you know, handle more of those snaps. And you just give him more of the snaps, take more of the pressure off of Justin Houston so that he can be more durable, like you talked about, Derek, near the end of the season when a lot of players are banged up. Justin Houston and Kamoko Turi are still pretty fresh. And then maybe some of these other guys as well, because we kind of look at it kind of similar, Derek, to how we talked about, you know, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, right? We think this could honestly be, yeah, the production and the touches might go down for Marlon Mack, but honestly, we feel like it could be a good thing in the long term for Marlon Mack because he's a guy that has struggled to stay healthy. And we feel like this could be just good for a durability standpoint for a guy like Justin Houston and a guy like Kamoko Ture. Uh, so I, I honestly think, yeah, it's just kind of this, this committee, you know, bringing in waves of guys. I know Chris Ballard and company have talked about wanting to do that at times. And so feels like this could potentially be a good option for both of these guys. Then we can move on now to our next guy on our list. Uh, ben Banigou, another second round pick. He is a guy that was taking this last year in the 2019 draft. A uh, guy that showed flashes. And he's a guy that certainly, you know, you think about that first game against the Chargers, he had a sack. You think that last game, that, that game against uh, the Denver Broncos when he had that strip sack that won the game for the Colts ultimately. He's a guy that I feel like, honestly – if you're looking at guys that are, you know, if you're comparing Kamoko Ture and Ben Banigou, I'd honestly say Ben Ben Banigou is probably more of a complete player. While, while I think maybe Kamoko Ture right now, probably overall a better pure pass rusher, I feel like Ben Banigou is more of a Justin Houston type. And obviously he's not to that level yet and maybe he'll never get there, but he's more of that all around good player type of guy. Maybe he's, he, he develops into an elite pass rusher as well, yeah. but he's also not bat not, terrible against the run I feel like he's more of a guy that you could play more every down than a guy like Kamoko Ture what are your thoughts here I'll give your thoughts first on Kamoko Ture and then I'll get your thoughts on a guy like Ben Banigou Derek yeah Ture I mean before he obviously went down week five and couldn't play the rest of the year kid had two sacks I mean if you just imagine that number and then as the defense would have gotten better as the year went along I mean Kamoko Ture was on pace to get around to get around that 10 sack mark, um, which is still really good. You know, it, it's a, what you want in a young guy like a Kamoko Ture, who obviously is still young, still learning, but he's getting that all that practice and that and those reps from a guy like Robert Mathis. It's really good for him. He's only going to get better. I've said it several times that I can't wait to see what this kid does in the immediate future because he is one that I just cannot wait for him to become exactly who I might think he is 
Uh, Komoko's got great speed, great flexibility. He's going to get better. He's going to continue to get better just as long as his health stays in order. If he's able to play 12 games a year and keep doing that, then he's going to get a chance to make a good impact for this team. Now, looking at Ben Banigou, um, talk about a guy that's just completely gone off the radar for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people seem to forget he's on the roster. You know, we hear a lot of, we're hearing a lot of talk this off season about, you know, about Sheldon day and DeForest Buckner and even talking again about Darius Leonard and what we're going to, what the future holds for Malik hooker and all these guys. And, you know, we keep kind of forgetting that, you know, Ben Banigou is on the edge and he has the ability to rush the passer because, you know, there was always those talks about we try to use them in a hybrid role. You get, you're a pass rusher, but we also want to have you be able to come back and defend. You know, what is what is Ben Banigou's role? I think that's the issue that we often have is like, what is his role? Because we don't he's not a pure pass rusher. We know this. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't they didn't draft him to be specifically a pass rusher because he does a lot more of his damage in the run game and in the pass game. Cause he does, he has the ability to make plays in the, in the backfield, but not necessarily rushing the passer. So what exactly does his role intake? Who knows, but it was good to see Ben Banigou at a, a few times last season, taking advantage of the opportunities that he did have and making plays for the Colts in a few games. So hopefully he can continue to do that because Again, as long as if he keeps flying under the radar, that's fine. Maybe teams forget about him. Maybe people forget what he can actually do. And then he might become a, a dark horse. Who knows what he becomes? But yeah, Ben Banigou, another young guy, another guy that's going to need another year to get to where we want him to be. But, you know, again, the Colts future for their young defensive ends definitely looks bright. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, and another guy that's pretty fairly young as well. You talk about guys like Ben Banigou who weren't talked about. How about a guy like al Muhammad, who mm-hmm. nobody has really talked about? Yep. A guy that's been overall a pretty solid player. I believe he was a waiver claim a few years ago. He's played some significant snaps for the yep. Colts. You know, in certain games, he's played some playoff games for them. He started playoff games. He's He started some games when necessary. And I think he's just overshadowed a lot of times by all the, you know, other guys the Colts have. But he's a guy that's just been an overall solid player. He's been a solid guy that's filled in when necessary. And I really like Al-Kadim Muhammad personally. I really think that he's a guy that's been a pretty good player for the Colts, you know, when asked upon, when called upon. Uh, the, the trouble is just, there's such a logjam of talent at this defensive end position. A guy like Al-Kadim Muhammad doesn't see the field a ton. But when he does, I feel like he's been a solid rotational piece for this Colts defensive line. Uh, but Derek, what are your thoughts on a guy like al Muhammad and maybe his chance to contribute to this defensive end position? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. I thought – it's funny because I always think back and I, I think about this. There's always one or two plays a game where I look back and I think, oh, that's Muhammad that made that play. Or I thought it was somebody else, but it's Muhammad. It's like – wait, where did he come from? You know, it's like, I didn't, I forgot that he was on the roster. And then all of a sudden he comes in, makes a sack out of nowhere on a third down. I'm like, Oh, he's back. I thought it's like, it's, I always get one or the two of those a game from him. And that's what I like about him is he's again, he's young and he's, you got him for practically nothing. And you can still say 
he can at least contribute a little bit. I mean, he is a little bit undersized uh, by what a lot of people say when it comes to your defensive ends, but, um, and he's not the greatest pass rusher when it comes to his repertoire of moves. But again, Muhammad has a few plays every game. I see it all the time. I just, I find myself amazed that he just sneaks his way in there sometimes and he just ultimately makes plays. And, you know, what what his future holds for this team, I don't know. But it is good, again, to have another depth piece like a Muhammad out there. Because you, like you said, I, I think people almost forget he is on the roster. You know, we forget about him and then he makes a play and it's like, oh, wow, that, that is him. So I, I, I like Muhammad. I definitely think he's a good depth piece to this defensive line for sure. Yeah, and he's only 25 years old, like you talked about. He's still a young guy that mm-hmm. still can develop, and who knows what he's going to develop into. Yeah, it's one of those guys that you definitely wonder, what what is Muhammad's future like? What is he actually going to be able to do for this team? Um, Ture coming back and you know Houston being the, the veteran leader that Jabal Sheard was, and then you know, you got guys like Ben Banigou and a few others. And then, you know, we kind of heard over the offseason that – you know, Danico Autry and Taekwon Lewis could make their way out into that defensive end spot more to kind of make up for the fact that there's a better depth perception at the defensive tackle spot right now than there is on the defensive end side. So, you know, what what is Muhammad's role? I don't know. But like you said, he is young. So I, I do wonder what exactly he's what exactly holds for him. Yeah, and you mentioned Aniko Autry and Tyquan Lewis. We did not put them on the list for defensive ends simply because they played defensive tackle last year. We're going to list them. The Colts list them as defensive tackle. So regardless if they play end a lot this year, we're going to play them as defensive tackles right now until it does change. So we'll have them in the next episode looking at the defensive tackles. So just if you were curious about why didn't they include them on here, we'll include them on the next episode. So We can look at a couple other guys that are interesting names, not necessarily guys that I think will make the final 53-man roster, but some guys of interest. And and we'll start here with a guy the Colts drafted in 2019. He didn't really do much. I don't even think he made the final 53-man roster at all. He was mainly on the practice squad. Gary Green, um, you know, he's a guy that overall, I don't know a ton about, but I know he just kind of was a practice squad type of guy. But obviously the Colts must have seen something in him when they drafted him in the sixth round. Uh, Derek, I'm curious your thoughts on a guy like Gary Green um, and what you think kind of his role would be on the Colts. You know, say one of these guys goes down, because that's honestly the only way I could see him potentially making the final 53-man roster. What are yeah. your thoughts on a guy like Gary Green? Yeah, it would end up being the the injury bug would hit us again real hard. And again, that would not surprise me. We The Colts just always seem to have an issue – with one one group, it's always one group every year that just usually gets smacked down right from underneath them. It's usually the wide receivers or it's the secondary. So maybe the defensive line is spared, who knows. But yeah, Gary Green, kind of an undersized guy. Um, just, you know, it, it's again another one of those things. He's just going to have to develop and get better to avoid just to get out of the practice squad range because that's really just what it is right now for him. All right, and the next guy we can look at here, Kendall Coleman, defensive end out of Syracuse, undrafted free agent this year by the Colts. 
It's interesting to me because you look at a guy like Coleman out of Syracuse, four sacks last year, 10 and a half sack tackles for loss. Um, so he's a guy that's just an interesting name. Not that I necessarily think he's going to make the final 53-man roster, but he's a guy that's certainly of interest, especially working with Robert Mathis. It's kind of been his protege, it mm-hmm. seems. Uh, what are your thoughts on a guy like Kendall Coleman? Yeah, I actually had Kendall Coleman as a uh, – in my mock draft, had him as a seventh-round option for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I like Kendall Coleman. I think that you know him being from Indianapolis definitely helps him – uh, just understanding the culture, definitely. And, I mean, Kendall Coleman just strikes me as the kind of guy that, you know, has that go-get-it attitude. You know, he wasn't – he's never really had anything given to him in college. He was always massively undersized, just wasn't necessarily in always the best spots for the um, for the kind of position that he was in. So – Ultimately, I think Kendall Coleman can definitely be a a person of interest. I think that he's one of those guys that, you know, you give him a couple years to kind of get acclimated and you give him a chance to, you know, maybe learn some more, get a little bit bigger. I think Kendall Coleman can actually make this roster at some point. I just, I don't know. I have something about him. I just like his attitude, his personality, uh, the way people talk about him. I just think that really made sense why Chris Ballard would want somebody like a Kendall Coleman, somebody who's local, somebody that understands what it means to work hard. I think that's exactly what you want in, in that locker room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that'll wrap up our look at the Colts defensive ends. Let me know in the comments, let us know, I guess, in the comments, your thoughts on this position next week, we'll be looking at, or maybe next episode. I don't know. It could be next week. We'll be looking at the Colts defensive tackle position. Now, this is a position of interest, especially because the Colts really added a lot, whether that be mainly free agency, and then they added one in the draft as well. So be sure to check those out as well. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys for listening, and go Colts.